This is the World Industrial News for Friday, January 20th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part eight of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Technology is going to influence what we can do throughout. throughout. I can give a few examples. Uh, one of the issues is that we must make the power that's being generated from renewable resources, we must make it more dispatchable. Because if you simply have a group of windmills popping up and down like a jackrabbit, that doesn't really help the grid. That hurts the grid. Because sometimes, even in times of power shortage, you end up with too much power. And you have to be able to do something with that power. Because again, all of this goes at the speed of light. Electricity communicates back and forth between everybody at the speed of light. So one of the ways we see technology being used is we look at these uh, batteries and the cost of batteries, which are dropping very, very rapidly. And they then can be paired with something like a solar farm to, in the aggregate, they look like something dispatchable. On the smaller consumer ones, specifically, there's provisions for aggregation within the smart grid. And what that means is that these things work and they're more valuable if they can be dispatched by an operator to actually keep the grid balanced. The other thing, and probably the hardest thing technically to do, is what's called stability, voltage and frequency stability. What happens in in power, if you're trying to transmit power down a line and you don't have sufficient power, then what happens is the frequency starts to lag. And that's the way the grid is saying, send me more, send me more. And so the, the frequency becomes a very important parameter within the grid. Well, sometimes the newer technology, for example, large DC grids or large DC assets like solar farms or wind farms may drop offline and that would have a tremendously different effect than a rotating equipment with its all inertia. And so the measurements in the sensors that are managing the frequency and voltage stability of the grid are much higher speed. 120 times a second type of speed, so they can manage that. And finally, what I, what I have to say is, and I keep talking of the communication between the parts of the grid, this requires scale. And the scale of this job is a function of physics. And so if you say my scale is, say, within a state or within a distribution network, then that simply doesn't work because physics is saying the sun is shining very hard on this part of the country. We have floods on this part of the country. And physics says we have to be able to distribute power in proportion to where it's needed in the different parts. Technology will affect all those. It will affect it in what they call IoT, which is sort of shorthand for saying we're going to measure a lot more than we used to measure. We're going to measure things in the household. We're going to measure them in transmission. We're going to measure them in generation. It's going to influence 
in the technology and being able to predict ahead, look and have algorithms and systems that say we need so much power tomorrow based on this weather pattern and based on what we know about the changes that are coming. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. The incentives for renewable energy outlined in U.S. President Joe Biden's Signature Inflation Reduction Act could lead to a 78% increase in investments in low-carbon energy, analysis from Wood McKenzie finds. Woodmac estimates incentives in alternative forms of energy outlined in the IRA could lead to an increase in investments from $64 billion last year to nearly $114 billion by 2030. Earlier this week, the U.S. extended a license protecting Citgo from creditors for another three months as a tug-of-war over the company's control continues in Venezuela. Citgo's parent company is the state-owned PDVSA. The U.S. Department of the Treasury extended its license protection over Citgo until April 20th, preventing bondholders from seizing the company. Venezuela's government has vowed on several occasions over the last few years to significantly increase the nation's oil production, but efforts have been futile. But in November, the U.S. Department of the Treasury issued a license for Chevron Corporation, the latest U.S. major operating in Venezuela, allowing it to return to normal operations in the South American country. Founded in 1870, Gilbane Building Company has become one of the leading construction firms in the U.S. Industrial Info is tracking projects valued at more than $28 billion involving the company. The projects cover a range of sectors from airports to pharmaceutical biotech plants. And corporations purchased more wind, solar, and battery storage power in the U.S. in 2022 than any other year prior, according to a new report from the American Clean Power Association. The report said major tech companies, Amazon.com Incorporated, Meta Platforms Incorporated, and Alphabet Incorporated, the parent company of Google, were the top three buyers of contracted power. Industrial Info is tracking U.S. operational wind farms, solar plants, and battery energy storage systems and related projects under construction that are aimed at supplying corporate power purchase agreements. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck, reporting for Industrial Info News.